The first trade of the post Yamakakalainen Blue Jackets landed earlier yesterday. Uh, so we're going to talk about it. Uh, Emil Bemstrom to Pittsburgh for Alex Nylander and a conditional sixth round pick. That is the topic of today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen today every single day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, over on YouTube, and on SiriusXM. So uh, check us out any of these places. Uh, and I had big plans to talk all about the Buffalo Sabres. In this episode, the Blue Jackets play them tonight. Uh, but instead of that, we're going to be talking a little bit about a former Buffalo Sabre. Um, yesterday, about about dinner time, about, well, dinner time for me, about 5 p.m., uh, the Blue Jackets made a trade. Emil Bemstrom went to Pittsburgh in return for Alex Nylander and uh, a conditional sixth round pick. And we'll talk about the pick in a minute because I think that might be the most interesting part of, of this trade. Bill Bemstrom is a guy that I have really, really wanted to figure it out in Columbus because you see flashes of a really, really good, solid middle six piece, and he just hasn't been able to put it together. He's got 11 points in 32 games this season, five goals, six assists, uh, and hasn't really been just hasn't really been a, a factor. He's got a career high of uh, of 22 points in a season, which he had last season in 55 games. Um, a few seasons ago, he had five five points all season, uh, and his only goals came, three goals, all in the same game, which I believe was like the last game of the season, which was very funny. Um, earned a lot of ire from Blue Jackets fans last season when he scored that overtime winner against Pittsburgh, which put the Blue Jackets into... Um, 31st place in the league instead of the 32nd that they would have finished in had they lost that game. Didn't end up working. Um, it, it didn't end up mattering. The Blue Jackets got the guy that they wanted with that pick anyway. But uh, I think that's been a lasting kind of impression of Emil Bemstrom for a lot of Blue Jackets fans. He has been a source of frustration. Um, and it's not really been his fault. I don't think. I think a lot of people put a lot of expectations on this guy without thinking, okay, he is a former fourth round pick. He was drafted 117th overall with the 24th pick of the fourth round. Um, one of only three guys in that round in the 2017 draft to play more than 200 NHL games. He did all of that with Columbus. Um, his final tally was 204 games with Columbus, 31 goals, 38 assists for 69 points. Nice. Um, but one of like I, like I said, one of only three guys in that round of the 2017 draft to play over 200 NHL games. Um, and actually, I looked this up of the entire draft. He's actually 25th in scoring in the entire 2017 draft. He's got more points than 13 uh, players that were drafted in the first round in the 2017 draft. So like for what he was, that felt like excellent value. But because I think he showed these flashes of like great offense and being you know he had he showed flashes where i was like man could this kid score 20 25 maybe 30 goals in this league um no probably not but you saw flashes of it and i think that's what other people saw of 
And that's why people got so frustrated by him, which is that he should be, he, he looked like he should be getting more points than he was. And I think he struggled to find a place in the lineup. I think he struggled to find a place with the team. Um, played, you know, parts of, I think, five seasons with the Blue Jackets. Um, and this was, this was a trade that I didn't necessarily see coming but is a trade that makes a lot of sense. I know uh, he was one of Yamaka Kalainen's guys, TM. Uh, he was not working out on the team. He spent some time in uh, the AHL this season. I think he had 14 points in eight AHL games for the Cleveland Monsters this season. So, like, definitely one of those guys that kind of is too good for the the AHL, but not quite good enough or the NHL, um, the Penguins see something in him, I guess, uh, and the Blue Jackets managed to get out from underneath uh, his his contract. Um, he is an RFA making 900k right now, and uh, the Blue Jackets could use a little bit more flexibility. They didn't want to lose him on waivers, which I think they probably would have done. Um, and this way, they get uh, a player in return in Alex Nylander, who is um, in the minors right now. He's not making much less than uh, than Bemstrom, but he's making just enough less that I think they figured that this was a trade that was going to work. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about Alex Nylander in a minute, um, but what, what I found most interesting about this trade is uh, that the conditions on that pick. Uh, so it's a 2026 sixth round pick right now. Um, which sounds like a real nothing of just, hey, let's just throw, let's just throw that in. Why not? Bemstrom is a better player than Nylander. Let's throw in a sixth round pick just to, um, just to even it out. But the conditions on that pick are what I find the most interesting. So currently it's a sixth round pick. If Emil Bemstrom scores six goals for the Pittsburgh Penguins between now and the end of the season, and the Pittsburgh Penguins have, I think, 30 games left in the season so that's a goal every five games if he plays every game i'm just looking that up to uh to make sure that i have that right um 28 games he has 28 games uh left to score six goals so just under one goal every five games if he does that that sixth round pick turns into a third round pick and a third round pick is definitely not nothing which is Honestly, that's why I said that it might be the most exciting part of of this trade. Like Nylander's a an intriguing piece for um for the monsters. Again, we'll talk about him in in a little bit, but I think that third round pick is is definitely or that potential third round pick is something that I think is gonna be really interesting to look at. Um of course what will probably happen is Mill Bemstrom will score five goals. Uh, and then immediately get sent down to Wilkesbury Scranton, where he'll probably be great for for them. They are pushing to make the playoffs. I think um, they are. I'm just going to pull up the AHL standings now, which I definitely should have done before this. Um, Wilkesbury Scranton are currently third in their division. Um, they've got 60 points, and I believe six teams in the Atlantic Division make it. So, like, they're probably going to make the playoffs. Something very bad would have to happen for them to fall out of playoff contention, but Emil Bemstrom is definitely a guy that can help them in this. Just like Nylander, I think, is a player that can help the Cleveland Monsters. Um, but 
I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, this is two players that have not necessarily worn out their welcome, but two players that I think could maybe benefit from a change in scenery. Like maybe the Blue Jackets get something out of Nylander, maybe Pittsburgh get something out of Emil Bemstrom. Their power play is a horror show right now. Um, maybe he can help with that. He probably wouldn't make it worse. So that's kind of that's kind of how I feel about that. I I'm not like massively cut up about this trade like it's not a trade that i was expecting it's not a trade where i was like man they really need to get this guy off the team but they got good value back um i think the team is not worse after this trade which sometimes you look at a trade and you're like wow this made the team worse um i think bemstrom had enough time to try and figure it out and i don't think he was ever gonna reach his potential in columbus um, because of how these kind of trades work, I am fully expecting the Emil Bemstrom revenge tour. Uh, the Blue Jackets, I think, still have two or three games against the Penguins this season. So that'll be interesting. I'm sure uh, Bemstrom will want to play in those games and make the Blue Jackets um, regret trading him. But we're going to flip it over. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Nylander um, and what he kind of brings to the Blue Jackets and uh, what kind of player they got in return for Emil Benstrup. So that's coming up in just a second here on Locked on Blue Jackets. First of all, I'm going to tell you about Ibotta because uh, grocery bills are so expensive these days. I simply don't want to pay $8 for a dozen eggs. I don't want to do it. But with Ibotta, it doesn't have to be that expensive. You can start getting cash back on your grocery shopping with the free Ibotta app and get cash back every time you shop. If you love making money but also spending money, we all do, and you can do that with Ibotta. They are a, an app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries, beauty supplies, toys, so you can make sure that you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Other apps just give you points that don't really amount to much. With Ibotta, add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you can get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, to PayPal, or even gift cards. Join over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKEDONNHL when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store. Download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back. Once again, code Locked on NHL. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use code L O C K E D O N NHL and get $5 just for trying them out. Welcome back to Locked on Blue Jackets. We're talking about the trade that went down yesterday, which was Emil Bemstrom going to Pittsburgh for Alex Nylander and a conditional sixth round pick that might become a third round pick. So what kind of player is Alex Nylander? Because I was not expecting much in this kind of return. Alex Nylander, I think, is... I hate to use the word bust because I don't think... I, just, I don't think it's a useful tool to evaluate a player. But Emil, um, Alex Nylander was drafted 8th overall in 2016. Uh, has played 98 career games, which is more than half of, or less than half, excuse me, of what Emil Bemstrom played as a fourth-round pick taken a year later, and he has 34 points in those 98 games. So again, less than half, uh, or just under half the amount of points that Emil Bemstrom has in... Uh, so he's, he's sitting at about the same points per game, um, but he's just played way less. Um, he's a scorer in the AHL. He's currently leading 
or he was leading the uh, Wilkesbury Scranton Penguins with, uh, I think, 34 points in 42 games. I'm just, again, pulling uh, pulling that up. Um, 32 points in 43 games, excuse me. Uh, 17 goals, 15 assists. Again, leading his team in scoring. Um, is a really, like I said, a really interesting piece to pick up, especially... The Blue Jackets, I think, didn't think that they could get Bemstrom through waivers. Um, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure on what the call-up send-down rules are. If you trade for another player, um, and then call him up, so we'll, I'm not sure what's gonna what's gonna kick off there. But it sounds very much like Nylander is gonna travel to Buffalo to meet the Blue Jackets, which is fun because he was drafted by Buffalo, uh, played I think three seasons there to start his career off uh yeah three seasons he only played um 19 games for them in total over those three seasons um has only ever really played a full season once and that was with the Chicago Blackhawks in 2019-2020 played 65 games and had 26 points um went to Pittsburgh played nine games last season had two points this season he's played five games for the Penguins uh, averaged 1352 in ice time and has uh, big fat zeros in every single uh, category except shots. Um, but no, no penalty minutes, no plus minus, no points. Like he's got 10 shots on the season and then a 100% face off uh, win percentage, which probably means that he took one face off and one, one face off. Um, I'm not expecting miracles out of this i think the blue jackets are probably going to give him this game see what he's like and then if they want to bury him in the minors they can bury him in the minors uh but if they can get again a a useful bit of depth scoring um you know if they can again you look at like the conditions on that pick if emil bamstrom gets six goals the rest of the season uh then the blue jackets get a third round pick instead of a sixth round pick if the blue jackets get like five to ten goals out of Nylander, that is a massive win in my books. If they get five goals out of uh, Nylander for the rest of the season, like, to me, that feels like a win in this trade. Um, and we're going to talk, like, why make this specific trade in in a little bit, but I'm not looking for, like I said, I'm not looking for Nylander to be a difference maker. I think they're probably going to, like, he'll probably play maybe 12 minutes, um, maybe less. They'll see what they've got. Um, Buffalo is a team that the Blue Jackets have uh, played twice this season and come away looking pretty good both times. Um, an overtime loss and then that massive 9-4 win uh, early in the season. Why not give Nylander a look? Um, I don't know who comes out of the lineup, but it gives them another option as well um, in terms of Fantilli is out for at least another month, probably. Um, obviously, Line is, is out. Uh, I don't know what the status of Yegor Chinikov is. I assume he's fine. We haven't heard anything, but he did go pretty heavily into the boards and is just recovering from an ankle injury. So that's, again, going to be going to be interesting. Um, Nylander is a, a stopgap. He is a guy that they can throw into the lineup to plug a hole and then, I assume, assign him to Cleveland for the playoff push. And uh, he will fit in very, very nicely down there. Um, I'm just pulling up the Monsters scoring. Uh, he would be third on the Monsters in scoring right now, behind only All-Stars, Trey Fix-Blansky and Jake Christensen. Um, 
Third place right now is Carson Meyer with 31 points. So again, a really great piece to add to Cleveland. Um, and it gives the Blue Jackets a little bit more flexibility in terms of like, hey, do they want to call Trey Fix Walensky up? Do they want to call Carson Meyer up? Do they want to give guys like Del Balbaluz a look at the end of the season just to say, hey, why the hell not? You know, um, they've got flexibility, which is important, especially if you're the Monsters and you're looking at going on a deep playoff run. Um, and that's, I think, what this trade is for, is this is not an NHL trade, despite the fact that it's between two ostensibly NHL players and there's a pick involved. This is an AHL trade. I would be very surprised if Emil Bebstrom finishes the season with the Peng- with the Pittsburgh Penguins. I can see him again getting maybe a cup of coffee with the Peng- with the Pittsburgh, and then immediately, or not immediately, but getting sent down to the uh, the Penguins in in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton. I hate when the AHL teams and the NHL teams have the same uh, the same name because it always makes me sound like I'm just saying nonsense. Um, but I would imagine both Bemstrom and Nylander will be big pieces of their AHL team's playoff runs. Uh, I don't see the Penguins making the, the Pittsburgh Penguins making the NHL playoffs, and I don't see obviously the Blue Jackets are not making their playoffs. So this feels very much like a, let's get two guys out of town. Um, I don't know that Nylander had worn out his welcome as much as Bemstrom had, but I know that Bemstrom was. Uh, Liked very much by Kekalainen, so it doesn't surprise me, like, thinking about it, that as soon as Kekalainen is gone, suddenly he is traded away, what, like, a week after uh, Yama Kekalainen is relieved of his duties? They're like, right, well, we're going to send one of his guys off, and that does make me wonder, what else is coming down the line for this team? Because I don't know who else on this team is, again, one of... Kekalainen's guys that they, again, have been trying to figure out. Um, but I'm going to be really interested if this is... I don't think this is, like, the start of an avalanche of, of trading, necessarily. I know that they've said, oh, we don't have anything big planned, but they're always going to say that. You know, they don't have any, like, marquee pieces. They don't have, you know, um, an Elias Lindholm or a Sean Walker or um, Chris Tanev or, you know, basically anyone in Calgary that is that is on the trade block right now, you know. They have a bunch of serviceable pieces that they might be able to move. So I agree. I'm not I'm not expecting anything massive from this team, but I wonder if um I wonder if this is the first of maybe a series of little trades. Who knows? Uh let's take another quick break, and then I do actually want to talk a little bit about the game tonight. Uh, because I think adding Nylander into the mix doesn't necessarily make it like suddenly really exciting but i am interested to see where he fits in and whether they give him like a real good look in the middle six or if he kind of fits into um i don't know where they put him in the lineup basically so we'll 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 take a little bit of a look at that in just a second here on locked on blue jackets first though i've got to tell you all about in Indeed, because uh, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. They are matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. And they don't just help you hire faster. They help you uh, deliver highest quality matches. Compared to other job sites, uh, 93% of employers 
think that Indeed is the place to go for the fastest and the highest quality matches. Um, I I really like using Indeed. Uh, I uh, am not a business owner, so I don't do my own hiring. But when I am job hunting, Indeed is the place I go. And uh, more than three hundred, more than three point five million businesses worldwide use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners of this show are going to get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash locked on. Once again, indeed.com slash locked on. Go there right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to Locked On on Blue Jackets. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit now about tonight's game because uh, this is... I wasn't expecting kind of big things from this game, but I am interested to see how it goes. Like I said, the Blue Jackets won the first matchup uh, handily 9-4, to which I believe was the exact score that the Sabres put up on the Blue Jackets the year previous in that um, Tage Thompson five-goal game where he had four goals in the first period and everything was just going horribly. Um, and then Buffalo beat the Blue Jackets in overtime uh, most recently. This is the last meeting between the two teams. And uh, some of the Blue Jackets are lighting up right now. Um, Johnny Goodrich, since the All-Star break, uh, Johnny Gaudreau has, I believe, eight points. I think Boone Jenner also has eight points. Uh, Zach Wierenski has, I think, five or six points in the uh, five or six games since the uh, All-Star break. So, like, again, those guys are heating up. Johnny Gaudreau, first Blue Jacket to hit 40 points this season, which, again, I can't believe that he's the first guy to do it in game 55, but he is. Uh Wierenski in second place with 33 points. Uh, he scored two goals most recently uh, and doubled his goal output for the entire year in that one game, which is very funny. Um, and then Marchenko, Voronkov, uh, and Chinakov, as healthy guys, are helping to lead the way. Um, Adam Fantilli is stuck at 27 points and probably will be. Uh, Boone Jenner now has 18 goals on the season, so he's a couple of goals away from 20 he might hit 30. He's, he's again, he's been red hot recently. Uh, he has got five goals in his last five games, eight points in his last five games. Goudreau with seven assists. Um, those two are developing some real nice chemistry, uh, which is fun to see. Um, so I'm expecting those two to, to, again, have a big night against Buffalo. As much as it pains me to admit it, like, that top line is is producing offensively. Right now, um, adding Roslovic, I still would move Roslovic somewhere else, but he's not being actively detrimental to that line, which is um, genuinely surprising, honestly. Uh, I don't know what's going on. But I do know that it's working, so I'm just not going to question it, quite frankly. Um, in terms of the Sabres, uh, Jordan Greenway has three goals in his last five games. Dylan Cousins has four assists. In his last five games, um, Uko Pekka Lukanen is doing extremely well in goal. Uh, again, behind a defense that is not as good as it seemed. I think the defense has really been struggling this season, which is surprising because uh, Rasmus Darlene is a star. Owen Power is having kind of a down season, which seems stupid because I think last year was literally his rookie season. He's got 18 points in 51 games, um, but is still... 
I think there's still a lot of potential there. And then after that, it really kind of drops off in terms of uh, in terms of quality for their defense. So like Ukapeka Lukanen is doing his he's doing his damnedest. He's got a 911 save percentage and is 15, 14, and two. Um Elvis's save percentage dropped, I think, a whole point oh oh four after um his small disaster in the game against uh, Anaheim, where again he played four minutes uh, and allowed two goals on two shots. But we forgive him, or most of us forgive him anyway. Um, yeah, the Sabers are again. I feel like every year I'm like, man, what if the Sabers are good this year? And then they you they have like a hot start to the season, and I'm like, man, maybe the Sabers are going to be good this year. And then the same thing happens; they collapse, and. Uh, Casey Middlestat is leading them in scoring, which is shocking to me. And maybe it shouldn't be, um, but that's that sure is who's leading the scoring. Uh, 44 points, 13 goals, 31 assists for him. So uh, I would look for him to be dangerous. Like I said, Jordan Greenway, dangerous. Dylan Cousins is, uh, I think, maybe a, he's a pretty underrated player. I like Dylan Cousins a lot. Um, Alex Tuck is a great player. They've got JJ Paterka, who's turning into a, a really nice little player. Jeff Skinner, I feel like, always makes the Blue Jackets pay, and you can't um, you can't underestimate the Eric Robinson revenge game. Uh, so I'm, again, looking for him to do literally anything uh, because he loves to... The ex-Blue Jackets love to do that. They love to have a revenge game, and so that's kind of who I'm looking at in terms of players. Um, in terms of the Blue Jackets... Trying to look at where Nylander fits in is interesting because, like, not into the top six, but do you put him on a line with... This is this is my guess, actually. I think he goes on a line with Ken Johnson and Cole Sillinger. I think Danforth moves down. I think you have Danforth, Texier, and Corrali. I think Olivier comes out of the lineup. Uh, and that's your bottom six, which I don't necessarily hate. I don't know how conducive it is to getting Ken Johnson more ice time. Um... That you know, I would I would love for him to get more ice time. Maybe if you put him not with grinders like Danforth, he will get more ice time. Probably not because for whatever reason, he and Pascal Vincent just don't seem to get on. Um, but I live in hope. So that's kind of my guess as to where he fits in. Um, it's it's not a grinding line. It's a and it's not a top six line. It's again like a th- like that third line. I think is the ideal place for Nylander. So I'll be interested to see how that. Maybe maybe that won't be what happens, but that's what I would do. Is is Johnson, Sillinger, and Nylander on that third line? Maybe give him some PP two time and uh, just see see what you've got. Because if you've got something, then this trade is a win. You know, um, who can say what is going to happen? But that's my guess. Uh, in terms of predictions. I am going to go ahead and predict a 4-3 Blue Jackets win in overtime because it's been a minute since we went to overtime and uh, sure, why not? You know, that's kind of how I feel about Blue Jackets games these days is sure, why not? Um, In terms of goal scoring, uh, I am going to go ahead and just pull up the the scorers again. Um, I think... I feel like Marchenko hasn't scored in a couple of games, and uh, I think he's due, quite frankly. Uh, He scored in the Sharks game, I believe. Didn't score in LA, didn't score in Anaheim, but that's who I'm picking as the goal scorer for the Blue Jackets, and uh, that's kind of all I've got for today. 
uh, no episodes this weekend because of some uh, back end issues that that um, we're going to be working through. But we'll be back on Monday. We will discuss this game and uh, we'll look ahead to the next game. And hopefully, maybe we'll have some trades to talk about. Who knows? I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the show at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. Uh, you've got comments, questions, criticisms, email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day every single day. Uh, we are free and available on all podcast platforms, on YouTube and on SiriusXM. And uh, until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.